Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hessen, joined once again by Levi Graham. Levi, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. College basketball starts tomorrow. Isn't that exciting? So if you guys are new to The Truth and the channel itself, I typically do football podcasts, but Levi Graham is a very enthusiast, enthusiast college basketball analysis. And together we decided to go over the top 100 rankings by CBS Sports. The previous three episodes, ranked, we went over teams ranked 26 to 100. And now today we are on the final straw, ranking teams from 25 all the way down. Going over each team, briefly giving them kind of their preview for the upcoming season and maybe where we expect them to fall. Without further ado, let's go ahead and start with number 25, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. I think this Notre Dame team is a little bit overrated. They're only seven deep, and they're led by Nate Lozitsky. And being only seven deep, if they have, like, two injuries, they're going to have to go to guys that are inexperienced and stuff like that. So um, I think Notre Dame should be would be proper in the 35 through, like, 40 range. Notre Dame's interesting. I feel like they're pretty solid every year, no matter who they have on their team. I feel like more than this year, I think they have more options and more basically ability to score and have success on the offensive side, which I think is going to be huge. So I think of Notre Dame typically as a fundamentally defensive sound team. Notre Dame is poised to have another good year, though. They're ranked inside this top 25. I don't think they're going to stay here. I think they fall kind of like where you said, um, a little bit lower. But you never know with the Fighting Irish. They can come away and uh, make some noise moving forward. The Texas Tech Red Raiders at 24. I think this team is properly rated. They only bring back one starter, but they got a very good transfer in Fredris Amax as center from Utah Valley. And they also bring back Kevin O'Banner, who a couple of years ago was part of that Oral Roberts run. And Kevin O'Banner, if he can average 15 and 7 for them, I think this team will be in the hunt for the Big 12. Raider Nation, shout out my boy Ashton Coast for those of you that do not know who was my roommate last year. This is a really, really good basketball team. I think they're disrespected, saying that they're at the 24 ranking, in my opinion. Last year, I believe they were a two seed. Um, this year, I think they're going to continue upwards and potentially be a three seed up. They got tons of depth. You mentioned the transfers they have. Oral Roberts, when they made noise against Ohio State. This is a really good Red Raider team, and I'm really excited to see what they're going to be able to do um, in the Big 12 this year. I think they're definitely on top of the list as far as contenders. In my opinion, the Big 12 is going to come down to Baylor, Kansas, or Texas Tech. So we'll see if Texas Tech's able to pull through. Villanova, 23. Villanova, I think this team is properly rated. They have, this team has a rich history, but they're banged up. And I just found out Jay Wright is retired. Yeah, Jay that Wright is- was retired. That's a huge loss for Nova. Nova's a good team, man, but you mentioned Jay Wright, the success he had there in Villanova. I think with losing Jay Wright is one of the reasons why they're ranked at 23. I think overall they're a solid team. Caleb Daniels, he had a broken nose last year, but he can potentially be one of the catalysts on that Villanova offense. And, you know, they're ranked 23. It's probably going to be where they end up. They're not going to be at top like they used to be um, when they won the national championship, but they're also not going to be too much lower. It'll be a five seed, probably a four seed up, and uh, make some noise in March. They still have all the players they need. It's going to take a little bit of an adjustment, though, with the new coach. The Indiana Hoosiers at 22. I think this team is a little bit overrated. I think they should be around the 30 mark. Um, Mike Woodson's a good coach. Trace Jackson Davis is probably going to be an All-American, but I'm just not buying the hype here with the Big Ten and how good they are. Indiana's a little bit 
Actually, not a little bit. Pretty overrated. I think it kind of goes back to what I said. I say this a lot, but the success they had in March last year, I believe they were eleven seed or a 12 seed. They were very high up there in the seeding last year. You know, made some noise, though. You got to give it to them. But I think, obviously, having Trace Jackson Davis is one of the reasons why, you know, they're up there. I think he's Mr. March, in my opinion. He's a catalyst for that team. They are young, so they have that going for them. But I don't think they should be ranked this high. I think the Big Ten um, has too good of teams for Indiana to be ranked number 22. TCU, 21. TCU, I think this team is a little bit underrated at the 21 spot. Like, we saw they fought U of A to the – to the last minute in the tournament last year, they bring back all five starters led by Mike Miles. I think, I think this team is will be top three in the Big Twelve and probably make the Elite Eight or Sweet Sixteen. I don't know how I feel about TCU. I kind of mentioned with Texas Tech. I think the Big Twelve is going to go down to those three teams: Tech, Baylor, and Kansas. Not really sure where TCU falls in that category. I think they're a bit overrated. I think Emmanuel Miller. Um, when they had last year, was obviously a good player for them. This year, I feel like they lost a couple of pieces. And they don't have too many stars as some of the other teams that are below the list that I think should be ranked higher. But it's TCU, relatively good basketball program. They can definitely make some noise moving forward. The Purdue Boilermakers at number 20. I think this team is properly rated. Purdue's always good. They, Zach Eady, the 7-4 guy, he's very insane. Uh, Mason Gillis, Caleb First, they all return. And David Jenkins is a on his a transfer on his fourth college team. So I think this team will be uh, pretty good and make the tournament like they always do. Well, the key for Purdue this year is definitely going to be Zach Eady. I've watched Zach Eady kind of grow and develop into the player that he's, um, you know, become going into this season. But I don't know how I feel about Purdue. I really don't. I think they're going to be pretty solid. Um, last year, obviously, they were a pretty solid team. Iowa ended up beating them in the Big Ten Championship, I believe. I'm 95% sure they ended up beating Purdue. Anyways, Zach Eady is a really good player. Mason Gillis, Caleb Burst, like you mentioned. Ethan Morton, David Jenkins, um, they're going to be some good players as well on that Purdue team. Zach Eady is going to be that main player. The question is, are the other players surrounding him going to be good enough? And I do believe they are. So Purdue seems to be in good shape in the Big Ten. maybe, But still relatively good. They should be in at least the top 30. I know you guys have to talk about here, the Arizona Wildcats at 19. Arizona, I think they're properly rated. They lost three guys to the NBA last year, though, in Ben Matherin, Dalen Terry, and Christian Coloco, which are three big losses. So they need Tubelis, Azulis Tubelis to step up from this year. And uh, Umar Balo, the center, he needs to step up big time. And their guard, Kirk Risa, to step up. Uh, if those three guys step up, they have a chance to win the Pac-12. Interesting with Arizona this year. Not too sure how I feel about them. Obviously, I don't know as much Arizona basketball as Levi does. But Arizona is one of those legend teams that typically have made some noise. I feel like they've been a little bit quiet as of late, at least compared to their standards. But Arizona is still a really good team. Like you mentioned, the three NBA picks. It's really hard to lose three guys in one NBA draft just because it's a 60-team draft or 60-pick draft, excuse me. And on top of that, you see a lot of international players and even like G League players starting to get drafted. So that kind of condenses the pool even more. So obviously tons of talent there at Arizona, whether it's there now or there previously. And I'm really excited to see that Arizona team work this year and see if they're going to be able to make noise. I do believe so. They are ranked relatively high. Dayton at 18. So I was surprised Dayton was at 18, but I think they're properly rated. We all, we all remember that OP Toppin team that went undefeated. 
in the regular season. And Deron Holmes, Tumi Kamara, and Kobe Davis will lead this team to a conference title. Good basketball-wise, but 18, really? I think that's a little excessive, especially with some of the teams that are behind them. But, you know, the ranking people, whoever ranked these guys, not us, obviously, whoever ranked them, I think they get a little bit biased towards them. You mentioned Obi Toppin, a local legend at Dayton, a very solid player in the NBA. Really, since then, they haven't been as great or as I've expected them to be, so I'm not sure how I feel about them going into the season. The Crimson Tide at 17. Bama, I think they're probably right as well. Javon Quiverly will lead this team. He's probably going to win the first team All-SEC and lead this team to a top three finish in the SEC. The thing about Alabama is they have tons of playmakers and to be able to make some noise is going to be huge for them in the SEC conference. Brandon Miller, Javon Quinterly, Charles Bidiaco, some of those key players on that Crimson Tide team. But I do think Alabama is a relatively good basketball school. Obviously, their football team's really good. Baseball team hit or miss. But basketball-wise, it's always kind of been solid. You know, Colin Sexton, we played for Alabama. Just kind of players like that that have kind of transitioned well to the NBA, obviously, starting with their roots. And I think they're going to continue with that. I think there's some potential draft picks or people that are keeping their eye on these players as they progress here through their college careers. Virginia, 16. To be honest, I think Virginia should be at like the 20 to 25 range, so a little bit overrated. Uh, they didn't have a great season last year, but Tony Bennett is a stud. Their defense is always good. And Kihei Clark returns. I thought he would he was out on eligibility, but he's a great point guard, and he will lead this team. Virginia's good there. That one year they lost to UMBC as a 16-1 to team and then won the national championship the next year. And as it being as of late, Still kind of fresh in some people's minds, but bottom line, Virginia is going to be in that Elite Eight. I'm making that known right now. That's a kind of a hot take, but Virginia will be in the Elite Eight this year. They're just well-coached. They're well-played. They do everything correctly, and they're just a very good basketball school. They get tremendous talent year in and year out, and I don't expect that to change with the players that they have this year. 15, the Duke Blue Devils. Duke, I think Duke is overrated. Uh, I know this team had the best recruiting class in the country, but they don't have Coach K anymore. So I wonder how this team will fare. It's always curious to see with a legendary coach like Coach K where Duke ends up uh, moving forward. I think they're in relatively good hands. You know, John Schneider, Schreier, however you say his name, definitely has a lot on his plate with the remarkable legatorial career that Coach K had. And moving forward, I think they're going to struggle a bit this year as they get new things moving, especially early on. But this is a team that's still really good. They're going to make the tournament probably be a higher seed and can tend, potentially make some noise. But these first couple of years with the new coach is definitely going to be interesting to see how the Duke Blue Devils play. As far as what Coach K's legacy has done for Duke, he's left them with a tremendous recruiting class and I think recruiting classes for the future. Although Coach K is no longer there, I do believe that Duke is still in a positive direction moving forward. And I think for the years to come, Obviously, the recruiting's got to be put together, but this is a team going on that can continue to do some of the remarkable things that it's done with Coach K's tenure. Number 14, Creighton. I think Creighton's going to win the Big East. Um, I look at this team, Ryan Colbrenner, seven-footer, he's a stud. Ryan Nemhard returns, and uh, Kaluma, he also returns. And I think this team is underrated. I think this team is a top-10 team, and I think they'll win the Big East. Crane's always interesting. Doug McDermott days were insane. But you mentioned 
Kalkbrenner, a seven-footer, he's really good at defense, which is, I think, something that Creighton needs, although their defense has gotten better. You think of, I think people think of Creighton more as like a shooting school, obviously, like I mentioned with Doug McDermott there. Having a good kind of balance between offensive and defensive scorers is something that Creighton was, I feel like, somewhat lacking. But now having this year and kind of having that experience behind is going to have detrimental effects, or I should say positive effects, for that Creighton team. And they definitely have potential to win the Big East this year. They are ranked relatively high. Number 13, Xavier. Xavier, I think they're overrated at where they're at. I'm not buying the Sean Miller hype in year one. Um, he returns after getting fired at U of A a couple years ago back to Xavier, but I don't think they should be ahead of uh, Creighton and Villanova. Xavier's interesting. You mentioned Sean Miller, the tenure that he had at Arizona, definitely had some issues there as far as kind of playing by the rules, quote-unquote. But he comes over to Xavier and kind of a fresh start. Jack Nungy, the transfer from Iowa in his second year there, I definitely expect him to have a really good year. Really, thing I like about uh, Nungy is just how athletic he is playmaking on offensive side and defensive side. He's a really good two-way, really good player. He's tall length, you know, get the job done. Number 12, Kansas. Kansas, this team is uh, properly rated after winning the national championship. Jalen Wilson and Dejan Harris will have to step up after losing Oji Abaji, Remy, Remy Martin. Only He only had a good year in the tournament, but he carried it in the tournament. And then... Um, Mitch Lightfoot. So I th- these guys will have to step up, but I think they're properly rated at number 12. The national champions champions from last year, will Kansas repeat? Unfortunately, Kansas fans, I don't think they're going to repeat this year. You mentioned the players that they lost. Obviously had some good recruits coming in, but basically last year was the year for Kansas to win the national championship, I think, for maybe a year or two at least. But, you know, Kansas is always in the hunt for a national championship. They're just too good of a basketball program. Be curious to see how Bill South kind of operates. He is suspended, I believe, the first four games um, of the season. So, you know, although I haven't looked at their schedule, typically their schedule is not necessarily too hard unless they're playing in like a Jimmy V Classic or something like that. But I guess we'll see. Um, We'll see if that has an impact on Kansas moving forward. But starting off with a little bit of turmoil and controversy, will they be able to adapt and overcome and continue pushing forward? I do not know, and I don't know what the answer will be. The 11-ranked Texas Longhorns. Texas will win the Big 12. Um, Marcus Carr returns, and he's a stud. Timmy Allen also returns. He's a very good player as well, and they get a high Iowa State transfer, Tyrese Hunter. I think this team will win the Big 12. I think they're a bit too functional, dysfunctional, I should say. I think they're extremely overrated. I feel like Texas basketball in particular is always overrated no matter what year they have. You say the same thing about football. Obviously, football, basketball are different uh, sports. They get heavily recruits, heavily good recruits, trending to be in the right path forward, but they just never really get there. and They never really have you know, national championship success. Tyrese Hunter is obviously a big transfer in conference from Iowa State. Uh, Timmy Allen. Overall, this is a really good team, but as far as other Big 12 teams in this conference, like Kansas, who just mentioned, Baylor, Texas Tech, I don't know how Texas is going to step up, and I do think that Texas is going to be a little bit of a second-half team, especially with the chances that they've added, and maybe it's going to be a little bit too late, so not really buying the Texas hype, at least early on. Tennessee at 10. Tennessee, um, this team is always a good team. I would like to see them in the 15 range. 
because they really don't have a superstar on the team, but they always play hard. They always find a way to win games. So, yeah, I think Tennessee is interesting. Josiah Jordan James, a marquee player overall. I think Tennessee will be a four or five seed. But again, I don't know if they should be ranked this high. They did lose a couple of weapons, and it just doesn't seem right right now to be ranked in the top 10. But again, it's a Tennessee team that. Has some good players, has some good weapons. I do think that their veteran leadership is going to definitely propel them in the right direction forward. I just don't know to start the year, especially with the schedule they have in the SEC, especially early on in the SEC, if they should be ranked inside the top 10. Number nine, Illinois. Illinois, I'm honestly surprised they're in the top 10 as well. Um, losing Andre Cabello, who can score at will, and Kofi Coburn who was in a, a beast in the paint, probably around 7 foot, 260 pounds. They do get Matthew Mayer, though, from Baylor, who can flat out score the ball. But I think this team is going to be like a 4 or 5 seed, nowhere near a, a 3 or 2 seed. Illinois is weird. I, again, kind of agree with you. I don't know why they rank this high. I think they potentially have – you have an argument to not even rank them in the top 25. And here's the reason why. I, as an Iowa fan, got to watch a lot of Illinois basketball games. And the two players that centered around their success, in my opinion, were Andre Cobella and Kofi Hockburn. And honestly, losing those two players, Corbello being a tremendous shooter from the perimeter, and then Kofi just in the paint, absolutely dominating. It's kind of hard to replace those guys. Now, you mentioned the chancers that they had. Matthew Mayer from Baylor, that was a big one. Staying in the Big 12, Terrence Shannon Jr. from Texas Tech. They got some big dudes big talented basketball players switching over to a big 10 conference where to be frank, the big 10 conference is more not necessarily competitive, but bigger, stronger, more athletic. How are those players going to come from the big 12 and big 10 and just have success? I think that's going to be something to watch out for not knocking Illinois because Illinois definitely can have a good season, but kind of reiterating the point when I talked about the big 10 being a really good conference this year especially with some of the players that they're adding outside of the conference, I think it's going to be a kind of a culture shock, and maybe Illinois is going to struggle at least this season. I know you got some choice words about this one, the San Diego State Aztecs at number eight. I think this team is a top 25 team, but not the number eight team in the country. Um, Matt Bradley is a very good player, but he was at San Diego State last year. But he, let's be honest, he's never – been on a winning team. He was at Cal before. They haven't won. And last year, I don't think San Diego State made the tournament. So he's never been on this kind of team. I don't know how he'll fare as the best player on the squad. Yeah, San Diego State, why are they ranked so high? I mean, I again, it goes back to not only college basketball, but college football. I believe in rankings are so political. And trying to get teams who don't get recognition, you know, the recognition. I'll admit it if I'm wrong, but I do not believe by the end of the year, that the San Diego State Aztecs will be inside the top 25. That goes for that AP poll, or even the CBS poll, if they do a pre-end-of-the-year rankings. I definitely don't think they'll be the top 25 by the end of um, you know the AP poll rankings. And potentially, I, I, it might sound crazy for saying this, I don't know how I feel about them getting into the tournament. I feel they're just not a good enough team. I think their defense is really lacking, and in a conference where you need some defense, I just don't like the San Diego hype, and I don't not I cannot understand why they're ranked number eight. I really just can't. Number seven, UCLA. UCLA, I think this team is properly rated. Tiger Campbell comes back for it feels like a six year or something like that. And Jaime Hawkes comes back. These guys will leave the team. They're seniors. Jaime Hawkes might win Pac-12 Player of the Year. 
and they also brought in a good class. So I'm excited to see what this UCLA team does. They will they will win the pack and probably get a two seed. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that about winning the pack. I think UCLA is the best team in the Pac-12 conference. UCLA is a very good basketball school, even though last year they were ranked in 11 seed. They ended up making it to the Final Four. And that just goes to show the coaching and kind of, in a way, proving the haters wrong. You know, they didn't have the greatest of years, but when it came down to the nitty-gritty, when the most important month in March came around, they ended up performing. So no matter what, how they do in the regular season, if they're able to make it to the tournament and have success with that, then this is a team moving forward that can definitely make some noise and could potentially make another run to the Final Four because they are better than they were last year. And to making it to the Final Four with being better this year, that's definitely scary for a lot of teams. Uh, Niall, that was a year and a half ago. A year and a half ago. Whatever, (laughs) same point. (laughs) UCLA is a good team in March, and I don't think, you know, even if they lose players, they gain players. They're a really good basketball school, and I'm really excited to see how Baylor's going to play, or UCLA's going to play this year. Number six, the Baylor Bears. Uh, this team is always always finds a way to play hard, play good. Uh, two senior guards will lead this team, Adam Flager and LJ Kyler. And this team will be a top three team in the Big 12. Baylor's always really good. And frankly, they should be ranked a little bit higher, in my opinion. I do think that Baylor is going to make it to this year's Final Four. Keontae George, who's a freshman, can have a really big impact on the Baylor Bears offense this season. Really well coached, really good team. I'm really excited to see what Baylor's going to do. And I feel like moving forward, Baylor's got a really good recruiting class. And it's one of those things, too. They have veterans that they can kind of rely on, but they also have young talent that's really going to propel them. This is going to be a team that is potentially going to collide for a Big 12 championship and be another one seed or a two seed, whatever you know they end up playing at. Um, they can still really make a deep run. Number five, Arkansas. I think Arkansas is going to be a Final Four team after making it to the Elite Eight two years. They have three five-star prospects in Nick Smith, Jordan Walsh, and Anthony Black. Um, also, shout-out to transfer ASU Transfer Center Jalen Graham because he will probably make the Final Four this year. Arkansas is interesting. It's interesting they put them in the top five. I would have probably put them in the top ten. I think Baylor, just from the last thing we talked about, is a bit better. But – Arkansas is still a really good team. They have tons of height, tons of talent. They have really good depth, which I think is going to be huge for them this season. And playing in the SEC Conference, they have potential to win it and potentially go the distance. Making it to the tournament, uh, you said the last two Elite Eights. I don't want to make sure I don't write it in my notes wrong and say that UCLA went to the Final Four last year. It was the two last Elite Eights, correct? Yeah. So having that experience and kind of building off that, they're kind of that one step closer to making a national championship or at least winning the national championship. And I do believe they are probably the favorites, or if not one of the two favorites to uh, to win the SEC, um, obviously behind maybe Kentucky. But we'll see uh, moving forward and how Arkansas is able to play, but I do like them this season. Houston, number four. Uh, Houston's defense is great, and Marcus has to lead this team. Um Kevin Sampson's a great coach. I think this team looked good around the eight spot, but um, they're definitely a top 10 team. Some people will think that Houston doesn't deserve to be in the top five, but Houston's a very good basketball school. They have tons of weapons to use. Marcus Sasser, Jamal Sheed, um, Jarrence Walker, really good stars in that Houston front court. I'm also curious to see how Houston's going to play you know, as far as, you know, both sides of the offense and defense. 
I think there's going to be a lot of points for Houston this year, which is going to be huge for them. I think it just goes back to their defense. Obviously, they're going to be able to score enough, but can their defense make some stops? I think in the conference at the end, they have tons of potential to not only win their conference, but maybe contend for a two, three, even a one seed down the line. So we'll see how Houston's going to be able to play. But, you know, I think they're properly, properly rated. And I do think that they're going to be at least a two seed up come time uh, March. Gonzaga, number three. I think the Zags are properly rated. Drew Timmy is a stud and will be an All-American. Um, they will definitely make the Sweet 16, but they will lose in the Sweet 16 to ASU. Mark my word. Can you imagine if uh, Gonzaga were to match up against ASU and you made that point here? Um, that would be actually insane. Gonzaga is a really good basketball school. We knew that. Dre, Drew Timmy, um, he's still there in Gonzaga. I feel like he's like that last really big star of Gonzaga to uh, to leave. I feel like they had a little more depth. They'd be considered to be the number one team in the nation, but they have star players. Obviously, Drew Timmy is probably going to be one of the best players in college basketball. I do think that the Bulldogs are going to definitely make some noise. Probably will be a one seed, maybe a two, depending on how their year goes. But, you know, what conference they're in. They obviously win that conference mostly every year. But uh, we'll see how Gonzaga is able to fare, and I don't think they'll have any trouble coming back to the Elite Eight or even Final Four. Kentucky at number two. Kentucky properly rated Oscar Shibway National Player of the Year. He comes back. He makes Kentucky a very good team, but I don't think they have enough to beat Arkansas in the SEC. But they will be a two seed and make the Elite Eight. Yeah, Oscar, I'm not even going to bother saying his last name because I know I'm going to mess it up even though he just said it. He was the National Player of the Year you know, last year. Yeah, honestly, it's going to probably come down to Kentucky or Arkansas. I think Arkansas has a lot of talent, but you can't almost beat Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky is just too good. Arkansas has definitely got the depth on them. They got the probably better overall players. uh, Kentucky probably has, you know, the one and two stars compared to Arkansas, but it should be a battle in the SEC, and who knows? Maybe there'll be a sleeper team in the SEC like Tennessee or Alabama that end up winning the tournament, but whoever wins the SEC – definitely will bolster their campaign in March and potentially can make a deep run in the playoffs. And finally, the North Carolina Tar Heels at number one. Uh, this is a clear-cut number one, properly rated. Return four starters from that miraculous eight-seed run they had to, to the national championship game. And they were half away of winning it all. But Remy Martin put the can hawks on his back. Um Big Cotton Love are very good players. They return, and this team should easily win the ACC and make it to the Final Four again. Yeah, North Carolina, that devastating defeat against Kansas in the national championship last year. But having the best team in college basketball, arguably this season, is definitely going to bolster their campaign. It's almost like they were runner-ups last year, but now they could potentially have the best team in college basketball, which theoretically should signal a positive outcome and a you know a positive start and obviously a good march but you never really know last year with the new coach having to be their first season they're really looking to get over the hump and you know win it all this year and i think they definitely have the capabilities to do so so they'll be an interesting team i think they'll win the acc this season i don't think there's going to be too much competition in the acc obviously duke's going to be there maybe some other teams a sleeper team but i think north carolina is going to be on the right foot moving forward and uh, can win the national championship this season well, that is it. That is a hundred teams ranked by CBS Sports. The college basketball season, like we mentioned, kicks underway tomorrow. So hopefully your favorite team is playing tomorrow. I know ASU is playing tomorrow. I know Iowa is playing tomorrow. 
But it all starts once again, you know, March, February, time that we really love. It all starts here in November on November 7th. So hopefully you guys are excited for college basketball season as we are. Thank you guys for listening to this four-part series. I hope you guys did enjoy it. I'm sure we'll be doing some college basketball podcasts during the season. Suggestions on college basketball podcasts or podcasts in general. Feel free to get at me. I'll look over each suggestion and uh, potentially can put the right foot forward. Make sure you follow the Twitter on Truth or the Truth on Twitter and the Truth as one to stay up to date with the latest information regarding the Truth, including podcast dates, podcast uploads, and other important information of value. Until next time, it is your host, the one you love the most, with Levi Graham signing out. Take care and good night. Peace.